Hi there. I'm Bunny Terry, and you're listening to the I Love New Mexico podcast. Whether you're a native New Mexican who's lived here for your entire life, or you're just considering a visit, this episode is for you. Join us as we share a lot of New Mexico stories, talk about all things New Mexico, and include topics like what's magical here, where you ought to visit, what's happening, and the things you absolutely cannot miss in the land of enchantment. We're excited that you're here, and we can't wait to show you what an amazing place New Mexico is. Because, let's face it, I love New Mexico. Hi folks, this is Bunny, and today we're speaking with my friend and colleague Blair Pollister. Blair has a long New Mexico history. She has a great story to tell, and she also is the owner of one of my favorite businesses, Turquoise by the Water, which has a brick and mortar storefront in Logan, New Mexico, but a, a really active online presence. But, you know, uh, Turquoise is a is certainly a, a big New Mexico story, but I, Blair's family history and her own experience of living all over the state is, is, is I think, the cooler part of this podcast. So Blair... <laughs> Tell us, tell our, uh, tell my guest, our guest, who you are, and what. T- tell us your New Mexico story. Oh my goodness, I ha- I am such a storyteller. First of all, Bunny, thank you so much for having me on here. I am just such a fan of you. You are always inspiring me, and I think that this is such a wonderful thing that you're doing for our state because our state is a rocking state. I love this state, and there's so much to explore. But um. Yes, my name is Blair Pollister. I am actually a seventh generation cattle rancher um, from the same family. Our uh, roots go back to the Carvesa de Baca family, uh, Florencio de Baca. Um, there's so much history, and I can I can share on that in a little while. Um, I am married. I'm, my my parents actually still live on the ranch, and and I'm married. We live here in Logan, and I have two kids. Um, my husband's name is Buck, and he works back and forth and uh, driving out to his location is actually similar to the ranch. And um, let's see, my kids go to school here in Logan and we just, I honestly can't believe that I ended up in Logan, New Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> I really can't. It's, it's always like, how did you end up in Logan, New Mexico? I'm like, um, I don't know. But so long story, but I'll make it quick. So Born and raised in Las Cruces, my parents had met there going to NMSU. And they, you know, they had me, they had my my younger brother, and we just enjoyed life down there. We, the culture, the, oh my gosh, I just remember growing up and seeing this, the vibrant colors, the, the art, the, the food, the, everything, and just always so inspired, so enriched, so wow, I want more, I want more, and and wanting to learn more about it. So um, unfortunately, my mom, um, when I was in high school, she was diagnosed with stage four breast cancer. And that really rocked our world. Um, We, gosh, it was it was one of the hardest things that brought our family together. And and then shortly after that, the generational ranch that she is the daughter of uh, Norman and Esther Libby, um, they had both already since passed. Uh, my uncle was 
you know, a part of it. There was a lot going on at that time. And the ranch, uh, my uncle had been running things. And at that point, they, they said, hey, it's time, you know, to kind of figure this out. And I was young. I didn't understand what really was going on. I just have these memories of visiting the ranch all the time and having so much fun at the ranch. And so the ranch, um, I'll catch you up. The ranch is in northeastern New Mexico at Bulleros. And it's the old Circle Bar Ranch. You should you should spell that for folks who don't know. When you say Boyeros, <laughs> yeah. people are like, wait a second, wait a second. Spell that for the people who are listening in like New Jersey. <laughs> yes. So Boyeros, <laughs> that's B-U-E-Y-E-R-O-S. And that is in Harding County, New Mexico. And so uh, the ranch had been, uh, again, I'm a seventh generation rancher, so... My mother, uh, her siblings, it was being divided up and it was a hard thing to understand being younger and not being a part of it. But I knew kind of what was going on. I think what made it harder is that she was battling cancer at that time. And so there was just so much going on that really brought our family together, just our little family of four and, you know, just really had to, to push through and. Well, you know, she's recovered since then. And um, let's see, I I didn't really want to venture off, but she really encouraged me to. So uh, I traveled and I worked in Dallas, New, um, in Dallas, Texas, and I worked at Hotel Zaza. I don't know if you've, you've done the Hotel yes. Zaza thing. Yes. It is amazing. Uh, I got to work at the Hotel Dragonfly. Um, therefore, let's see, it was just about eight months or so. It was like a summer internship thing that kind of took a little longer. And then I came back to Las Cruces and I had another job opportunity with the Lacombe family. Uh, are you familiar with the Lacombes and, and all the wine? Oh, Lacombe, no. L-E-S-C-O-M-E. The Lacombe, yes. Okay, yes. 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 Les, Les Combe, Lacombe. Um, there's a couple different ways to pronounce it. But um, so I had started working with them and helped them with their a winery down in Las Cruces, uh, the Tomas Perez and um, Rick Sharp, and and just uh, got to meet Hervé and Danielle when she was still with us, and and I got to be a part of that, and just learned in this restaurant business, learned a lot about the wine, and learned more about the culture, and you know, then I, uh, let's see, was working there for a while. I was uh, in Las Cruces and working there, and um, had worked in several different restaurants, and had you know all all kinds of experience with the restaurant industry. I was actually going to school for hotel restaurant tourism management with a minor in marketing and advertising and events. And that was my thing. I always dreamt of having a bed and breakfast out on the ranch. Um, and so any catch you up on that. Yes, the, the ranch uh, ended up splitting up. And so let's see, that was in 1999, I want to say, when yeah, it started. Blair, when you talk about what was the size of the original ranch? I mean, I think there are oh, people gosh. who think the ranch is like a 20, 20 acre gentleman spread. And yeah. that's yeah. not what we're talking about here, right? No, no, we're not talking. Um, so I do believe uh, at, at one point that the ranch was over 220,000 acres. That's and, what I thought. Um, I, I've always had yes. that in my head. Over 200,000 yes. acres. That is a over lot of a lot and, of land. And in that area, that's 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 just a common sized ranch. You know, we're we're sharing like fence lines or you know, with the Mitchells and 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 in present day the Fitzgeralds and 
these old family ranches that have been there for generations. Um, the Bell Ranch is right near us. Um, I know you had uh, Kenny Terry on not too long ago. He did a great job. Uh, I love the music that he does for your podcast, by the way. And uh, <laughs> I love that song. I think it's and the so Hartley, cool. the Hartley Ranch is up there, not yes, far away. Yes, yeah. they're very close to us Huge too. And, and when we say close, like forty miles is close. Like that's just that's yeah, it's just not a big deal. That's <laughs> right. I ran power. into. <laughs> I, in fact, I ran into um, um, you know the folks who have the Hyman Ranch recently, and I said, "Yes." We're eating at the annex, and I said, "How far is it from here to where to ranch headquarters?" Oh, it's like sixty-eight miles. It's not far. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. So the ranch. Um, let's see. I, I I'll get you a little bit more history on the ranch. So the Carvesa de Baca family. There was several. I want to say thirteen siblings at one point of the Carvesa de Bacas, and there's so many generational uh, stories and. I, there's so much, there's so much, when you have that many siblings and that much land and there's so many stories, there's so much history that you're trying to intertwine all of this. So uh, what I do know is uh, my grandmother was uh, Isabel Sidabaka and she had 13. She also had 13 children and that, no, 12, she had 12. And her daughter Esther is my grandmother and so Norman Libby is actually from Maine and he ventured over and, you know, wanted this new life for himself and traveled down to New Mexico. And he actually ended up meeting my grandmother, Esther, in Denver and uh, found out more about her and the life that they lived. And he was broke and he worked to be a part of the ranch. He worked and he worked and he worked. And that's the stories that we've been told. Um, I know there's a lot of other stories uh, out there. You know, it's family history. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Listen, I always figure what I've learned about memory is that your version is the correct one <laughs> for you. I mean, what, whatever, I, I, you know, memory is so, um, so much a part of the perceiver you know, what I remember is so different from what maybe my siblings remember. So, so that has to be my truth. So whatever you've heard is, is the truth as far as you're concerned. Yes. Right? Yes. Nice. So um, Esther had um, uh, five children living and then the ranch, my mother was the youngest, uh, I think by 12 years or not, not 11. Wow. I have to double check. She's the youngest by 11 years. So the, the other kids uh, had already kind of grown off and she was the, you know, at the house and doing the things with the family. And um, she grew up there and, and then moved to Las Cruces and, and met my dad and had me. So let's see. Uh, we were talking about the ranch. Okay. So when it split, uh, it split over different periods of time. And when my grandfather and grandmother had it, I, I think it was about 120 and then there was some acres. more land that was, yeah. yes, 120,000. Yeah. Wow. Wow. <laughs> I forget I have to add the thousand. <laughs> so, so I, so I want to give our listeners some perspective because I just sold a ranch up in, um, Harding, not Harding. I'm sorry. Up in, um, Union County that was 27,000 acres. And just so people know, it had 48 miles of fencing. So you're talking 
six times larger than that. So yes. this is, this is huge. It's huge, yes. huge expanse of land. And that's a inadequate word, but mm -hmm. there's not a better one. So mm -mm, mm -mm. Uh, whenever they were, <laughs> whenever they were splitting up the ranch, they had all the cattle and they got all the siblings together and they ran all the cattle through the chute and every like one, one cattle went to that sibling and then the next cow or calf or whatever that ran through just went to the next sibling. And that's just how they split it up. And wow. they gave, my mom actually had last choice of what part of the ranch to get because she was the youngest and she actually ended up with the headquarters. So wow. nobody, nobody wanted, I know nobody wanted the headquarters. And so I always thought, wow, you know, my uncle Chappie had already been living in his own area and had his area established and um my aunt tacy who uh you know you know who you had on the the show the other day brian of santa fe brewery yeah. right tacy levis is married to mike levis who started santa fe brewery shut the light wow so that's one of your cousins <laughs> yes yeah no that's my uncle um oh. uncle mike <laughs> yeah, started Santa Fe Brewery. So I, I, you know, there's so many connections here. I, I just keep bl getting blown away. I'm like, oh, that's right. You know, so Tacey was the oldest daughter and she married Mike Levis and they moved to Santa Fe and did their life in Santa Fe. And, and she, uh, she always dreamt of going to France and she was very, very cultured. And so instead she had a pottery shop on the square for a long time. And Uncle Mike started the brewery in Galisteo. Yeah, I still so that. I always tell people that other in other places they'll say that everybody has there's seven degrees of separation, and I think in New Mexico it's maybe two. You oh, know, it's got to be. Yeah, we can always find a connection. Any anytime I meet somebody who's at, who's from here at least over the last thirty years, but certainly second generation, I'm like, wait, there's there's a connection. Um, I you know I went to college with your cousin, or you are my cousin. <laughs> generally right yes yeah yeah so um with the ranch so everybody was running their own portion of the ranch and your mom got land headquarters. Wise. yeah that's yeah. so cool the, the old the old 100 year old plus house with these big huge bricks and the adobe ceilings and it's been added on three or four different times <laughs> There's no way you could ever have open concept in these old houses. No, <laughs> no, no. The, there's different wood floors in, you know, from each, like, you know, 30 years later or 50 years there, they kind of did an add on it. So there's a different kind of beautiful old wooden floor, but yes, it, it kind of cricks whenever you walk through the dining room. I, that's kind of one of my favorite things about it. It's just, it's just these old bones. Um, it, it, you feel it in your gut and you feel it in your soul that you're supposed to be there. It really, I love that. it really does. It, and I remember getting so upset when I was in high school and, you know, after all this was split up and everything, you know, my mom had started to recover. I was 19 years old, first year of college. And they're like, no, we're selling our, our house in Las Cruces and we're moving to the ranch. I'm like, what? Like, no, I'm from Las Cruces don't you realize like, this is my hometown. Like, what do you mean we're selling our childhood home and you're going to go to the ranch? Really? Like, and my mom and dad are like, yes, we're going to go to the ranch. My dad had been in um, construction with overhead doors for 30 years, or I think you've tied it 28 years, uh, 28 or 30 years. And, and they just packed up and became this, this ranching couple. <laughs> <laughs> 
it was, it was like, oh, okay, we're, you're doing this. All right. But my mom said, no, this is just part of our story. This is part of who we are. This is, this is my job thing. And, and I'm going. So, so she did. So, so here's the cool thing I think is that you had that, you had that connection to the ranch through your grandparents and now your kids mm-hmm. yeah. ha- get to have it with your parents. And in fact, I know I get, they get to spend a lot of time there now, right? Yes, they do. It's so special because, you know, growing up, I didn't have grandparents. Grandpa Norman passed away when I was seven and I still remember vividly letting like him, letting me run, ride horses and, and doing things. And, and it was so much fun, but when he passed, it just, it was never the same. And, you know, it's hard, but the fact that my, my, my children get to have this experience with my parents, it is such a huge thing. Um, it really, it really speaks to my soul in so many ways. You know, I, I meet people where they're like, Oh yeah, you know, my grandma and my grandpa. And and I never had that. I, I, I don't know what that's like. So you, um, I want, you know, I want to talk about this piece where you made this decision to, were you living in Las Cruces when you decided to come back to Logan, to Northeastern New Mexico? <laughs> so Buck and, Buck and I, our story, our story is, a, well, I, I feel like every love story is a unique one. And um, so we actually met in high school and we were 14 and we were in um, PE class. And we knew each other and we were, we were good friends, um, him and, and his best friend, Cade, and, you know, we're just, we're all good, good buddies. Right. And we hang out and, and then he gets, uh, his parents got, ended up getting a divorce and, and he went with his dad and, uh, moved back up to Michigan where, where he was actually born. And, um, you know, it was, I didn't really you know. There was no social media. There was no phones back then. Like, right. you know, there was the big Zach Morris phone. Like, no, I wasn't going to talk to him. Like I, I just didn't really give him the time of day. And <laughs> we always, I always say this, this is horrible, but um, I was like, no, you're like some spaghetti arms guy. Like I was so rude. Like I was so like high school and thinking I was right. just the coolest thing. I was Miss, Miss Homecoming princess. And I just thought I knew it all. And and, and here's this cute little guy who he was just, he had a crush on me and I just didn't give him the time of day. So <laughs> fast forward to running into each other when we were 19 and tried dating, didn't work. And then we ran into each other when I was working at the winery um, and bistro in Las Cruces. And um, he was like, Hey, you know, and I was like, Oh no, ran into each other again. And, um, it was kind of like love at first sight. We were at Graham Central Station listening to Brie Bagwell, who I don't know if you know who Brie Bagwell is, but she is an icon for New Mexico entertainment. Right. She is now on Texas radio. Um, she just released her new album and she is just incredible. She is amazing. But we ran into each other at, at, at her concert at Graham Central Station. And I still remember, right? <laughs> no, in Las Cruces, in oh, Las, in Las Cruces. Cruces. Okay. Yes. And so um, I still remember seeing him and I'm just like, oh, you kind of grew up like, and he, you know, and he's, he was very kind. And, and six weeks later, we, you know, we're dating and I quit my job and I packed up my car and moved to Michigan with him. Wow. <laughs> I just knew he was the one that I wanted to marry. I, I just knew it in my heart and my soul. I was like, yep, this is, we've known each other for a while. We've tried this before and. 
let's just let's just do this. So <laughs> we moved to Michigan. But you ended up back in New Mexico. It seems to I always did that. You know, I would I would move away for a little while for maybe a year or two. And the whole time I was away, I would think, God, if you will just get me back to New Mexico, I will never leave again. And he um, then transferred down to Florida. So we moved to Florida for a little while and worked down in Florida. And then um, and then his job was getting ready to be seasoned again, which uh, it's a company that he and his best friends, uh, Cade Salopec and Cold Salopec, started down in Las Cruces. They actually prune the pecan trees. It's a CBC hedging. And they go through and they there's these huge uh, machines uh, on link belt link belt cranes and they have 36 inch wide uh, saw blades and they go through and and prune these these pecan trees. So we should let, I want to let listeners know, uh, because this is going to be a surprise to people who aren't from New Mexico that, that the pecan heart, I mean, that's a huge piece of agriculture in New Mexico. And it's, I think it's surprising because people think of New Mexico as this broad desert, um, which it's not. (laughs) But but the Solipex are all about the pecan orchards, aren't they? Yes, yes. There's so much history with the Solipex family down there. Um, and, and, you know, Buck and his buddy started their business. Nineteen, They were 19 years old when they started this business. So I think we're coming up on 17 years wow. of being in business. Yeah, and um, it's a seasonal business, and they have just done really well. They've, they 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 come together and work really well together. Uh, they have a good relationship, and I think that means a lot whenever you're in business. If you can, if you can work together, then you really are good friends. <laughs> no kidding, no kidding, and, and hopefully stay that so, way. But you moved. Did you? So move that's back? actually what brought us back nice. to Las Cruces. Yeah, mm-hmm. nice. Because mm-hmm. he's like, I've got to get back to this, and this is what I do. And I'm like, okay, sounds good. So. Again, we didn't have any money. We're broke. And we move in with Cade in his guest room. (laughs) His best friend. And we were living there for a while. And and just he was doing the the hedging and the pecan uh, trimming, the pruning. And I got a job at Las Cruces Sun News and did advertising and marketing with them. And that was a lot of fun. Uh, Frank Ludo was the uh, publisher, I believe, at that time. And did advertising and marketing there for a while and then Buck applied for another job that was going to be a little bit more full-time but not and he ended up getting the job I think a year after he had applied and it was seven miles away from my parents house the job location in in Harding County in Harding County how funny so New Mexico brought you home. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, it, it, it's the road. Like the road just kept pulling and I kept pulling. And, and I always knew that I wanted to be at the ranch when I was older. But I just, I didn't think that like in my 20s, I would be moving up by my parents. Right. So he gets this job and, you know, we, we bought a camper and uh, lived in the camper on job site. I ended up getting hired in with the job too. Uh, they were drilling for CO2. Right. It's actually the largest CO2 pocket, like one of the largest ones in the in the United States. And it's the Bravo Dome. And so they had him overseeing a lot of that. And he's just been a part of that for now 12 years. 
Nice. <laughs> so you've been back 12 years. You've done other things. But, yeah. But then, and I have to give you a shout out, Blair, because to me, you know, I grew up in Logan and I've watched that Main Street sort of, you know, flex and then contract and flex and contract. And I'm so excited that there seems to be this entire generation of young people moving back to Logan and staying there mm -hmm. and creating mm -hmm. businesses and commerce and, you know, running the chamber of commerce. I just, I got to tell you, you, I want to <laughs> give you a shout out for putting this huge, you could have kept your business online. I'm sure that it's thriving online. Oh, it's yeah. fine. You didn't mm -hmm. have to spend six months taking an old video store and turning Ooh. it into a show place for retail um, just, I mean, it feels like revitalization of a tiny little community. Good job. Tell me about that idea. Where'd that come from? Well, you know, I have to, I have to, my hat's off to my mom. Um, also, uh, to the Libby Cruz. So my mom is Mary Libby Campbell. She is the Harding County Main Street Economic Develop, um, Economic Development Executive Director. She has been in every type of nonprofit and helping hands and whatever she can do to help revitalize Harding. And that's always been this inspiration. And when we were moving back, I, I, I wanted to move at the ranch, but we, there just wasn't a, a spot for us. There's not an extra house. There's, yeah. there's nothing like that. And, and Buck loves to fish. And so he said, no, we're going to, I want to live in Logan. I'm like, Logan, you want to live in Logan, New Mexico? Okay. You know, let's right. check it out. You know, and the annex, you, you speak about the annex. Have you shared with people of the annex here? Do they know about the annex? Not yet, but we will. I will. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I think so, I'll get Warren um, and Angie and, on the, on the podcast. Yes. Yeah. I was going to knock on the door and say, Hey, you should jump on today. <laughs> but, um, so we, we live, we moved here because of the lake originally. And, and then, you know, I always wanted to do something. I wanted to, we first looked into purchasing the marina. We looked into purchasing where the crafty fish is now. Do you know, do you remember the old uh, minnow ranch? Yes. And um, then we also looked into purchasing the, the Ute Junction that's on that corner. Because I always dreamt of having a New Mexico shop. I just, like these memories of being born and raised in Las Cruces, visiting the Sia, the culture, the atmosphere, the colors, the food, everything. I wanted to have my own to share, like to share with people and say, look, like this is, this is New Mexico. This is what we have. And we're not just some little drive through that you don't stop at. Right. Right. Get off <laughs> yeah. the freeway. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, after we had the kids and um, Duke and Daisy are now five and three. And so we're getting ready to, you know, they started the school thing and, and that's when we just kind of had this opportunity and it was a year ago, actually a year ago where Warren said, Hey, your name's been on the list. Um, do you, do you want to, do you still want to rent this property? I have other people in, interested and I'm a buck and I were like, uh, he's like, yes or no. We're like, and I'm like, and Buck surprised me, ended up getting the key one day and just said, hey, you know, I worked it out with Warren, we're doing this. And I just, I melted, I cried. And I'm, it just, it, it's amazing. It's how he believes in me so much to help make my dreams come true. And so having this New Mexico shop that's 
we did the floors, we did the the ceiling tiles. Like nobody had been in here for how long? Do you remember when the oh, I would store say, was open? I would say at least ten years, maybe twelve. It's been a long time since yeah. somebody was in there. I, you know, because people don't watch videos anymore. You know, it's not like people get a, a VA. <laughs> well, and it's and stuff. And stuff. It was videos and stuff. But not much And stuff. I still actually have the sign up there because I'm wondering when I take it down, if Warren wants to put it in, in the in the cool bar that he has. Right. Because I think that that's part, part, part such good, or such good right. Logan history. <laughs> but you've created this great space where you don't just sell turquoise. You sell New Mexico products. Um, yeah. And it's, and it's sort of, I think, Blair, it's kind of become a meeting place for people to just gather. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. No, it's been amazing. I've got to meet so many different people from all area, all the areas like Lubbock, Amarillo, uh, Hereford's a big visitor, Dowhart. There's a lot of these Texas right. towns that drive through, either come and visit Logan, they have a second home here. It really is a wonderful community to not just have a second home, but to actually live here. Like this is coming from somebody who never thought they would live in Logan. <laughs> right. Right. Well, I, I, we're, we're definitely going to put a link to your site and the address of the store on, but I, so I want to hear um, if you were, if somebody was coming to New Mexico for the first time, what would you tell them that they absolutely can't, miss and i know it's so dependent on location but um you know I, you know especially i i went to school in las cruces and i loved las cruces yeah. i it, yeah. it's still if i were going to move to another major city in new mexico i'd probably move to las cruces but, yeah um you know i re, you know it's a whole different food scene I, it's really different from santa fe i just think of you know, my brother's place, which is one of my favorite restaurants down there. I don't even know if it still exists. No, they shut down. It was so good. We went there oh, every no. week. We went there every week. Oh, we were actually no. very good friends with the owners. My parents were very good friends. And, and yes, it was so sad when they, they passed. And they, so they, when you go to Las Cruces, where's, where's the first place you go to eat? Oh, girl. Oh, there's so many good ones. And I think that there's a lot of like just these mom and pops that are just not a lot of people know about, you know, like in the back, right. off the off the beaten path, and like Napolitos is amazing. Um, I love Spanish Kitchen; they have fantastic red enchiladas. And and when I'm talking food down in Las Cruces, it's got more of a heat, in in my opinion. You know, I feel like Santa Fe has got more of the Spanish um, cultures, and in in yes. you know, the Las Cruces has more of that Mexican tradition traditional Mexican cuisine. We love Andalays. Yes. And I love Andalays so much that I actually contacted them to start selling their salsa here in the shop. Have you been to Andalays? Well, so we're gonna have to put a link we're you're gonna you're gonna have to have a, a place somewhere where you can go in and put a link to the well I guess it's on your website, right? Can yes. they order that yes. from your and website? Good. Yes, they can order it from my website or they can order it straight from there. Um they also La Posta yeah, La Posta. Oh, La Posta. Oh my gosh, La Posta. Yes. Jareen is amazing. Did you know they're going to start jarring their, their salsa as well? I didn't know that, but I did put them on the list for Johanna to contact oh, yeah, for podcast. Jareen so, is amazing. Um, she is amazing. Tell her, well, tell her Blair sent you. And, <laughs> you know, La Posta, it's one of those places that has such an amazing history. You know, I, 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 I'm pretty sure they claim that Billy the Kid ate there, right? Yeah. 
Yeah. Isn't that one of the claims? <laughs> yes. yes. He was in jail. I used to live in this. Yeah. 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 So um, I would do all of the, all of the above, but especially on delays. I think that that's just one of our go-to places. They've branched out so much that they have two locations down there. They've been drying their salsa. La Posta again, Roberto's. Oh my gosh. Oh, their chips, their tacos. Oh, so good. I love their food. Their food is the best. They really, Las Cruces is so diverse. Ranchway, if you haven't been to Ranchway, it's one of those hole in the wall off the side, you know, kind of places. Amazing chili relleno burritos. Love those. So good. Well, and I don't really want to put words in your mouth, but I think the museum down there is pretty oh, amazing. Oh, yes. No, the museum is gorgeous. Um, Mar oh, who else? And tell, Marcy Dickerson tell, tell does a lot of work down there. Um, the New Mexico Farm and Ranch Museum. So much history. Oh, and they, and they do weddings there too. And it's so special to be a guest at a, like at that museum and that backdrop. That's actually where my brother got married. Um, and just seeing the organs and the history and these paintings and oh, it's it's amazing. I highly recommend. You can go out there and see cattle and different livestock and. Walk across an old bridge, and yes, the, the, the museum is a must a must visit down in Las Cruces. Mm -hmm. Well, I know we have a lot of must visits, but I but we do. I mean, we, we do. can't talk for we two can. hours. Okay, okay, we won't talk for two. Hours. But we could, we could. Um, I just Blair, I'm so excited to talk. I mean, this is you know people. Um, I think tend to think of New Mexico as a place where people go to retire mm -hmm. and it's not, I mean, you are young, you're in your thirties, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. Thank you. And <laughs> you've, you've made this choice to um, raise your kids in rural New Mexico mm -hmm. and, uh, and it's working. Yes. And although I like my heart, I love Las Cruces. I, I cannot believe how much I love Logan. It is just, it is such a wonderful little community. The sunsets, the fresh air, like the people here really are wonderful people. You know, I, I share like the, like just across the street, the annex and seeing all these people working at the gas station and the restaurant and the post office. And, you know, my neighbor, Ashley down at Village Left, she just, we, we all have like this mutual respect for each other and just care for each other. And it's really cool to, to see that, like, and to be a part of that, I, I, I did not expect that when I lived here in the beginning. And now that we've kind of ventured out and had our family and got to know people a little bit more, it is such a caring community. It really is. And, and I can't imagine living somewhere else. It, it, Logan is really amazing. And the lake, of course, the lake. We go walleye fishing. We go play on the lake all the time and go down at the, at the beach. And, you know, it's, it's a really special place. Logan is very special. It really is. I love Logan. <laughs> the whole thousand people that live here. <laughs> I love what you said about it being unexpected, because I think that's what I keep hearing over and over about New Mexico is that, and, and of course you and I, we've been here practically all of our life, but um, I, it's, it still surprises me. So I think the cool thing is that it's, it's very, it's very unexpected. And um, if you're not here, you got to get here, right? <laughs> That's what I think. Logan is amazing. And, you know, um, I ventured out a little bit, too. I don't know if you've been. Have you been to Abiquiu? I have. 
Oh my gosh. Okay. That's probably one of my top favorite places to go. I've been to Santa Fe. I've been to Farmington. I've done the Gallup. I've done the, you know, Carlsbad. I've done the Deming, the Members Valley and all the wineries down there. Um, you know, all of that. Okay. But Abiquiu, New Mexico is really special too. Um, a very, very small, beautiful, wonderful little, little hiking areas and, the Abiquiu Inn is amazing. Well, I love the Abiquiu Inn. I think if it was good enough for Georgia O'Keefe, it's probably good enough for us, right? <laughs> oh, gosh, right? Yeah, it's amazing. And right. For the area. Right. Have you been to her house? I haven't. Oh, That's on girl. my bucket list. Yes. Do it. Got to do it. We've we've took the kids last time. They're almost all old enough, but they actually have a ropes course there. And like for older, like an out, out, outside obstacle course, um, exquisite the lavender farm the lavender farm yes i sell all the lavender products from the purple adobe lavender farm elizabeth started her farms in 2004 and all of the products are new mexico grown new mexico made amazing amazing products and yes uh, it's been yeah that's a great spot to go to i would i'd highly recommend that place Okay, well, we're going to have to do this again, because I know you're going to have another long list after that. But Blair, you know thank, it. You, thank you so much for being on the podcast. But thank you also for what you're doing for my hometown. I love it. I'm so excited. I love I love Logan. I'm, I'm glad to be here. I'm glad to be a part of it. And thank you for being a pioneer for this area, too. Like, you have helped put Logan on the map. You have done so much here in your passion and your drive for New Mexico. I just think you're wonderful, Bunny. You are you really are. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> so glad to be here. <laughs> here I am back on the road, heading out west to the mountain time zone. There's one thing that's on my mind. There's a girl in New Mexico whose eyes are green and hair is gold. I can't wait to have her by my side. New Mexico, give me back the one I love to hold. New Mexico, New Mexico, got the pedal down as far as it will go. And I'll see my baby back.